Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hi there. I'm Laura Wasser. And if anyone knows how much divorce sucks, it's me. I've been practicing family law for over 25 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces, from the top of the food chain all the way down to my very first case, which was my own divorce when I was 25. It has become my life's mission to destigmatize divorce and create a community around what is already a difficult time. We call it the evolution of dissolution. So welcome to the Divorce Sucks Podcast, where we talk about breaking up, getting divorced, and moving on. Last week on the It's Over Easy blog, I published an article called The Truth About Co-Parenting a Teenager, because you write what you know. And I have definitely seen in my 25 years of practice and now in my 14 years of parenthood that whether you are with your partner or not, you still have these kids with whom you must deal. And so co-parenting together is incredibly important. You know, we all tell our kids, this isn't about you. Mom and dad love each other. Mom and mom love each other. Dad, dad love each other, whatever it is. But we just can't be living under the same roof anymore, which is great. But then it comes to curfews, licenses, drugs and alcohol, grades, what time is lights out, digital devices, all of these things. And if you guys are not on the same page, doesn't mean you need to have the same exact rules in every household, but if you're not on the same page, it can cause problems. The Truth About Co-Parenting a Teenager is up at the It's Over Easy blog. And today we have an important guest with an important message for us about teenagers, drug use, etc. My name is David Siegel. My name is Jacqueline Siegel. I am the founder, CEO of the largest timeshare company in the world. I'm a 43-year-old mother of eight. We have a great relationship. There's 30 years between us, but he doesn't need Viagra. At least there is that option if he does, like, I don't know if 10 years from now. (laughs) We never sought out to build the biggest house in America. It just kind of happened. It's bigger than the White House. Two tennis courts. 30 bathrooms. Full-size baseball field. 10 kitchens. Antique furniture. 90,000 square feet. The movie ended to lead people to think that maybe we were destitute. It's absolutely not true. We're doing great. We're starting construction on Versailles. We're going to finish it one way or the other. The documentary became an international sensation. Their business came back stronger than ever, making millions of dollars. And the Versailles mansion resumed construction. Oh my God, I couldn't imagine getting dressed by myself. I was on top of the world, and one phone call changed our whole life. The family at the center of the unforgettable documentary, The Queen of Versailles, has suffered a tragic loss. Their world shattered when they got the call no parent should ever get. I have the chills right now just reading this. Their 18-year-old daughter, Victoria, had died of a drug overdose. Days after, Jackie found her daughter's diary hidden away in a place only she'd know to look. What happened with us, okay, so this happened four years ago. Four years ago, back then, there was such a stigma about drug abuse and heroin addiction, opioid addiction, that no one was talking about it. And and when a family member died from an overdose, the report in the newspapers or what they would tell people is, oh, it was natural causes or a heart attack. Well, something caused that heart attack. 
and cause them to stop breathing. The diary is now part of a larger work that has become a best-selling cautionary tale, and it should be required reading for every teenager. To tell us more about it is Victoria's mother, the Queen of Versailles herself. Welcome to Divorce Sucks, Jackie Siegel. Hey, thank you so much, and it's such a pleasure to be on your show. Oh, we're glad to have you. I actually wrote a blog for our website a while ago about co-parenting a teenager. And since I have a teenager and since I have lots of friends and clients going through co-parenting teenagers, your story was particularly interesting and, and heartbreaking to me. Wanting to share it is something I'm in awe of and, and wanting to make sure that you're fine with it so that we can help other parents and kids. When our daughter passed away and because of the fame of the of the movie The Queen of Versailles back then, it, her death made instant headlines. And we took it upon ourselves to start bringing out the conversation. We didn't care about the stigma. We cared about saving lives. And we wanted to make sure that our daughter did not die in vain. Yes. And that because of her death, that thousands, if not millions, of lives are going to be saved because of this. And we, she had left a text before she went into rehab to uh, a friend of hers that on a night that she thought she was doing an, an overdose, because she didn't think she was going to wake up the next morning. Right. If she didn't, then she gave the, the instructions for her friend to tell me where, where to find her diary and to publish her teenage diary about her experience and struggles with the addiction. Wow. Unfortunately, the friend never gave that to me until after she had already passed away from the overdose. Right. And um, it took me um, like a, a long time to actually come out and publish her diary because it's very personal, intimate, it's raw, and it's inside the mind of a teenager. And what happened was, um, so when she passed away, about 150 people a day were dying from doing overdoses, at least reported. What did her diary say? Give us some, I mean, what were the insights that she had? Again, understanding her mindset, understanding that, you know, she was going through this. How would some of those things be able to save another young person that was going through a difficult time. Okay, so so this book is um, for twofold. It's, it's one for parents, uh, for parents as an eye-opener that the same turmoil that's going through our daughter's head, the struggles at school, the bullying, the feeling that they're not good enough, the, the, the stress, the peer pressure, that all this could be going on with their teenager behind their closed doors just like we, we had no clue that our daughter was doing drugs. And so for so this will be, will be an eye-opener for parents to really go and pay attention and maybe go ahead and, and, and have a sit-down talk with them or drug test them. And, and now it can also help the teenagers to know that they're not in this world by themselves and struggling by themselves, that it's normal to experience like there's always going to be peer pressure even as adults there there's mean people sure you know people that take advantage and but the the thing is and, and to not turn to drugs for the answer because um unfortunately the the author dies in the end because of the drugs right 
So Victoria's Voice is the book, correct? And now you guys are also working on a documentary called The Princess of Versailles? It's like an accompaniment? Well, what I did, um, I I had a friend of mine follow me and my husband around with a camera after our, our daughter passed away, and we had some footage from the funeral. And I made like a a documentary that's just very raw and real of, of our experience of what we went through. And I posted it on our my YouTube account, which is my YouTube channel is The Real Queen of Versailles. Right. And and my website that has a link to it is therealqueenofversailles.com, which, which has a direct link to this um, documentary. And it's, I call it a documentary. I mean, it's, it's just something very raw that I put together, but it's real. And I think it can show children or other teenagers. It's the, the parents and the family members left behind who suffer. I mean, because once they're dead, they're gone, you right. know, but the, the family suffers the rest of their lives. I'm going to roll a tape from um, Juju Chang's interview with you or with you earlier this year on ABC that Johnny was able to pull up. Um, it has to do with Victoria's diary. In the throes of her addiction, the teen once texted a friend and asked him to tell her mother the location of her diary, only if she died. Okay, so this is her text. I've never shown anyone my journal, but there's no one else I would rather pass it on to than you. My business is now everyone else's business. This is hard for me. And I'm okay with that, Mom. (sighs) Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I miss her so much. I'm sure you miss her so much. They granted her dying wish, publishing her diary, Victoria's Voice, and starting the Victoria Siegel Foundation. So, I mean, that must have been so difficult for you to read that on national television. What you are doing sounds very brave to me. What do you think, Victoria, or what do you think? Because, again, I know what my kids would say if before she passed away, you had implemented some of the stuff that you have in here. For example, guess what? Random drug testing coming your way. Or did you and David just have no idea she was using drugs at all? No, we had no idea she was using drugs at all. And, in fact, one thing that was really crazy, okay, um, I want to keep the woman's name anonymous, but she was a very prestigious woman. Um, her husband owns a baseball team and stuff. And she randomly just sat next to him um, at a hotel lobby next to my husband in New York City because it was the only seat, like, left. And she said, oh, do you know, do you mind if I sit here? And he started talking to her. And she said who she was and what she did. And he says, do you have a teenager? She says, oh, yeah, I have a teenage boy, and he's in boarding school. And he says, does he do drugs or do drug test him? And she says, oh, no, he would never do drugs. He's in boarding school, and, you know, he's in a, uh, a great student and, and all. Well, she, she went home, and she started just, like, thinking, you know, about what my husband had talked to her about um, drug testing your kids and stuff. And well, while her son was sleeping... She just went and snooped and opened his backpack, and it was filled with marijuana and other drugs. And she was mortified. And she talked with him, and she says, yeah, Mom, she says, you know, he was cornered, he was caught. And he says, yeah, we've been doing it for over six months. And, of course, one thing could lead to another, but she was able to get him help in time. And she called my husband, and she said, thank you so much. You saved my son's life because 
we one thing leads to the next. You know, when, when they're doing you know the marijuana and cocaine, and then the, you know they could start crystal meth or the pills. You right. Know? So, um, and uh, we're having a big charity that October 25th in Las Vegas for the Victoria's Voice Foundation, which it's called an evening to save lives. Mm-hmm. And this woman's son. They're actually going to be there and attend the event, and um, they may speak at the event. So even just one at a time, what? Even one at a time, and uh, but hopefully, but we've actually got kind of an army going on. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, but here's the thing: I think a lot of parents, particularly parents of of our generation, feel reticent to invade children's privacy, read their read their journals or their diaries, go through their backpacks or their drawers, feeling like there's some kind of a sense of, you know, trust or impropriety that's being broken if we do that. And I know that the kids get extremely huffy. Well, self-righteous, how could you? You know, why would you, you don't trust me? Well, here's the thing. And I say this often with clients that I have whose, you know, co-parent or ex is asking that they be drug tested. If you're not doing anything that you shouldn't be doing, you are running to go pee in that cup. You are opening your drawers and your backpack. So this false sense of self-righteousness, I find really interesting. And again, what you said earlier in the interview is so true in that as parents, we need to be involved. This shows our kids that we care about them and that there are some boundaries. Like when they're little, when you give them boundaries and you tell them what they can and can't do, it's kids appreciate that. Older kids, deep down, they may not acknowledge it right now, appreciate that you are keeping an eye on them. Is one of the things, Johnny's passed me a note here saying that through Victoria's Voice Foundation, there's some ideas about implementing a platform policy for random drug testing in partnership with educational institutions. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, they do allow um, drug testing in private schools and also drug testing for any uh, in public schools for kids that are involved in sports or extracurricular activities. So, okay, so why um, not everybody? Is that kind of the way you're looking at it? Well, um, everybody, like in, in the public schools, it's something about something with one of the, the amendment rights in the Constitution mm-hmm. helps with our freedom. So that's like another challenge. But um, so that leaves it up to the parents to take responsibility and say, and even if they, you, you can buy a drug test at like any um, Walgreens, CVS, right? You know, and they're, they're cheap. And if you have it, it's a great deterrent. Even if you're not, you don't use it. Right. You say, hey, you know, if I suspect anything, I'm going to drug test you, and I'm going to take your car keys away or or something. And the thing is, what the kids could do when they do get that peer pressure at school. This they, is a great um, out for them. I, yeah, I've heard kids actually say, like, I'm so relieved because now I can just say, hey, I can't. My parents drug test me. And they're going to take my car away, right. you know, or, or my education, you know, my college. How has her death impacted how you and David parent your other seven kids? Well, our kids were so traumatized by the event. I mean, they won't even look at a drug. I mean, even even like alcohol, they don't even like. I mean, fortunate but unfortunate. Um, I mean, the outcome of, of seeing their sister, past, right? It, it was like punishment enough, like 
for them to, like, or to deter enough, not punishment, but to deter them, I mean, seeing it firsthand. And so, can you tell our listeners, I know you're running short on time, but can you tell our listeners a little bit, Jackie, about how you and David kind of navigated this together? We see so many couples who, as a result of a tragedy that happens in their family or even just trying to navigate the waters of raising teenagers, really are pulled apart. How did how did this affect you guys and your marriage? Yeah, I would say... Um when it first happened, I mean, you think, oh, it would automatically bring everyone closer together. In a way, we all um, grieved differently. Um, we were all very traumatized, and we, in a way, kind of grew apart. Like, we, we probably should have gotten counseling, but, like, for me, I didn't want to relive and, and dig down deep inside and start crying. Like, I, I wanted to suppress my feelings, you know. So um, for a while... We kind of became hermits. I mean, we donated to charities. We no longer went to black tie affairs. We we didn't go to parties. We we no longer hosted parties. Uh, we did any any like um, Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was just our immediate family, and, and it's been a healing process. And and we're finally like we we started taking more vacations together, mm-hmm. and 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 now we're like been through that grieving and really spending more quality time and we're able to kind of come out of our our shell like our dark time right and kind of flourish and we're we're um actually one thing we're doing uh, with with the big charity event that we're doing with the uh, october 25th in las vegas with the evening to save lives with all a hundred percent of the money that we're raising we have a, a, a speaker, Mark Merrill, who is a former uh, wrestler, and but he's he's an inspirational speaker now. He's going to head up an event all across the country. We're going to get a hundred speakers underneath him that are educated and know all about the opioid epidemic. And there, we've counted about roughly twenty thousand middle schools. We're going to have every school is going to be spoken to by a public speaker about the consequences and drug prevention all across the country. Wow. Um, So each of of the 100 speakers are going to be assigned schools. So we're going to spend the whole year, or the next few years, I mean, we're going to do it every year. Mm -hmm. That's basically what our Victoria's Voice Foundation is kind of evolved into. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. For its prevention and educating before they think about even trying a drug. I love that. Jackie, our hearts are heavy over the loss of Victoria. Thank you for all you and your family are doing to save lives. Thank you for sharing with us today here. I can't let you go, though, without swearing you in for the Divorce Sucks interrogatories. And you've been brutally honest so far, so no need to stop now. Okay, should I hold my hand over the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) We're not that formal here. (laughs) Hold your hand over your heart and tell me, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, Jackie? Yes. Okay. What is your relationship status? Okay. Well, I, I've been married once, and I'm remarried, and, and I've been married. My first marriage was nine years, and now I've been married over 20 years. Okay. So in my world, we call that a successful relationship. What's your favorite breakup song? My favorite breakup song is Thank You, Next. Thank you. 
Grande. Ariana Grande, that's right. I love it. What would you say to cheer up a friend who is going through a breakup? You know, if they're going through a breakup and the guy, like, it depends on, on, on the guy, but I actually say he, he actually did you a favor. Mm-hmm. Look at it in a positive way, and, you know, you can reflect on the, the good experiences that you had or, or, and learn from where it went wrong and, and do and, better than And time. thank you next. Kind of, Which romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? Oh, gosh. My favorite one is Something About Mary with um, Cameron uh, Diaz. Yes. I love that I, movie. <laughs> I actually watched that with my son a week or so ago, and I had forgotten how raunchy it was, but the scene where she uses the sperm as the and he said i don't understand mom why 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 did what is that and why'd she put it in her hair and i was like ah i just keep watching it'll be funny with the dog and i I love when they're they're spying on uh cameron diaz and she's getting ready to take her little sexy white like (laughs) it goes to the neighbor (laughs) i know that's great it's a great movie Jackie, as a mother of a teenager and a younger son just a few years away from becoming a teenager, I can't tell you how blown away I am by your and David's story. Thank you for sharing it with us today. Please tell my listeners where they can find the book and the companion piece, The Princess of Versailles. Okay, well, the book is on Amazon. Okay. And, so that's really easy. And The Princess of Versailles is on, they can go to my website, therealqueenofversailles.com. And they can click on the Princess of Versailles, or they can go on my YouTube account, which my channel is the Real Queen of Versailles. And also, uh, incidentally, every my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is all the Real Queen of Versailles. Because you are the Real Queen of Versailles. Thank you so much for being here today. Guys, Aww. I'm Laura Wasser, and though divorce may suck, this show is about relationships of all kinds, moms, dads, kids. Hug each other a little closer today and say I love you a lot to each other. Thank you for listening, and let's chat next Monday. Sixty seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car with TrueCar. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get the True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to TrueCar and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local TrueCar certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar today.